0: That what I'm speaking on is discipleship. And I was thinking about my life as a disciple. And there's so many more things I can do. There's so many things that I can pray about, uh, work in the church, all the things that, you know. And, and, and seeing people, seeing people like this, like this video, instead of walking by them. You know, we, we hear about what's happening in San Francisco and L.A. And we, people just walk on by these people. It's becoming part of their lives. Well, it's not what God wants. He wants these people saved and, and cleaned up, get rid of all that stuff that's on them. That sheep that weighed 50, had 54 pounds of garbage on him in six years. How many people that get saved at 50, what do they have on them? Didn't that? I mean, it just breaks my heart that there's so many people out there that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. It just breaks my heart. So anyway, moving on. So the message is, is to be discipleship is to be Christ-like. The Scripture says... Um, Jesus Christ, I've got tears in my eyes now. Got to clean my eyes. Sorry. Okay, it says, a disciple is one, thank you. A disciple is one who has been baptized and is willing to take upon himself the name of the Savior and follow him. That's a pretty, that's fairly easy one to do. You know, we all that are born again, we say, okay, we we do that. And then the second one is, a disciple has been shown to be a follower, following the teachings, life, aim, and another, until he becomes like the master. Are we like the master yet? I haven't arrived. Everyone in this room that are born again, I don't I can't believe that we're all arrived to be like the master. As a disciple, we must see the lost as God sees them, pursuing them for his kingdom. Do we pursue everybody that we see? No, we don't. I don't. I walk on by. I just walk on by and I and I'm not trying to put a guilt trip on anybody by any means. I'm really not I just want to lay some things out here, to show us and maybe remind us how important people are, you know, in the world. That's all I'm doing. So, uh, be give me a little grace here. And then in Matthew 9:35 and 36, and Jesus went about in all the cities, villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Healing every sickness and every disease among the people, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Now that's a lost sheep. He called. He actually called Israel the lost sheep of it, of lost sheep. That's what he called the Israelis, the Jewish people. So. Okay, we can move on from that. I just, I just want to emphasize, you know what, guys? Look at people in a different light maybe, huh? They need Jesus. They need God in their life. So we're going to move on. Okay, now I'm going to move to us in the church. It says, we need to be in fellowship, in connect groups. Coming on Sunday night, and I'm terrible about that. But all these things, you know, and serving one another—that's all part of being a disciple of Christ. Showing up for Sunday mornings, saying hi to everybody, singing a few songs, going home. Okay. But is that being a disciple? You know, are we are we here to change lives? Are we here to come up maybe on a Sunday morning? And talk to Martha and I about becoming prayer teams and sticking around. Because there's a lot of people inside this church that are hurting. Martha and I see it all the time. We do. And a few of the other, Ann and and, uh, Stuart, they come up. And a few others, Chris and stuff. They come up. They see the hurting in this church. We need to be disciples. The world... Definitely needs disciples. But in the church, we need to become more like disciples. Period. We all do. I'm one of them that need it, and I know all of us in here do. It's just, it's just the way it is, guys. <laughs> um, this is on John three sixteen through 18. By this we know the love, because he had laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or tongue, but in deed and in truth. That's one way. And then Romans 12, 15, 16. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your minds on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinions. Oh, boy, yeah. And we all have opinions. <laughs> I know I do. And then, uh, Galatians 1 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease and pray for you. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom, spiritual understanding, and that you may be walk, you may walk worthy of the Lord, full fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. That's a disciple. That's a disciple. That's what we. That's what we should be striving for. Every one of us is to have the knowledge of God, and his it's. The things that come up in the church, you know, in the church. So, you got grace, guys. And then in Second Peter, as Peter was preparing, he he understood in Second in Peter that he was going to die. He was going to be going to be with the Lord pretty quick. And he says. Also, but for also for the give all diligence add to your faith okay as Peter was preparing he knew he was going to die it said and then he was talking in Peter 1 5 through7 but also for this very reason give all diligence add to your faith virtue virtue knowledge to knowledge self-control self-control uh, to self-control patience to patience godliness to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love Well, I fall short in every one of those. I do. I don't always feel kindness to people. I don't feel kindness to you guys sometimes. I'll walk. I'll be honest. honest. I don't. I don't. I walk on by or, you know, and I, I, and then sometimes I'll go sit down and go, well, that was rude. And then I got to repent. I should come and repent to you, but I don't. But. These are the things that I, I, you know, I just feel that um, we need we need help in. We need help from the Lord and from the Holy Spirit, that he would help us to become more like Christ-like. We need it. We can't, I just feel as, the, as this world is evolving and is going on, there's not going to be too much longer. We'll be lucky to be able to come in this room, and we'll say, oh, that's not true. Well, is it? Two years ago, we weren't allowed to come in this room because of something that they said was bad. You know? I don't know. All they got to say is, no, you guys can't meet anymore. And you guys can't meet anymore. They saw that. We've seen it. So, okay, let me move on. And Acts... 20, uh, is Acts 2, 42 through 47. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. So their possessions and goods divided them among all as everyone as needed. I'm not saying tell your goods... Sell all your properties. No, I'm not saying that. By any means, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, would you have a heart to do that if you need be? I don't know if I would. I'd hope I would if there a need arises. I I would hope I would, but I don't know at this point. But, you know, we may need some day to do that. I don't know. And so, continuously daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, and ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Boy, that's, I want to see that. I, Anthony shared a vision with me one time. And I want to see it. We were having... Two and three services here a day on Sunday. And going out the back and another group coming in. And I want to see that. I really do. You know, I want to see this place packed. I want to see it. I want to see it when we become disciples and willing to go out in the highways and the byways and bring them in. we'll see two and three services in this place. I really believe that. I don't know what it's going to look like, you know. I, Dominic's bringing them in by the hundred. Are going to be bringing them in, but you know, um, which I think is awesome. I really do. Okay, let's go on, moving forward a little bit. How am I doing on time? I don't want I don't want guys. I. I'm not. You know, we're okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then I got moving forward. Okay, here's where it gets kind of tough, because we got people watching from on video or on YouTube or whatever. They've been some of these people are in our church have been out of church for two years. You know what? I'm going to say it straight up. It's time to come back to church. You cannot be a Christian and be alone. You can't sit at home. And not be involved in Christianity. You can't. I, I'm just going to say it straight up, it's not right. That nonsense with COVID was designed to separate the church. And as that COVID crap is gone. Sorry, it's over. I'm done with it. It's over. It's time to come back. Time to come back to the to the church. It says, because we need you to serve the body of Christ. In this church, be a part of us. We need you. We need ushers, greeters, security, prayer teams. We need all these things. We need you, guys. We need you. And if you're sitting at home, that's not, we need you. We need you back. I hope you don't be offended at that, but... It's the truth. I'm not here to make you feel guilty. But we need you. We need you. We need your wisdom. We need your knowledge. We need your ability to pray for the sick. And you're missing if you're not here. And that's part of this body. And we need it. And then, this is going to be pretty short because... (laughs) and then it says we are called to be a church like luke fifteen forty-seven. what man among you if he has a hundred sheep hasn't has lost one of them that he not leave the 99 in the open pasture and go after the one that is lost until he finds it and when he has found it he puts it on his shoulders rejoicing And when he comes home, he calls together his friends, his neighbors, and saying to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my sheep that was lost. I tell you that in the same way there will be rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents and over 99 that stayed there and need no need of repentance. I wasn't going to do this, but I got a little bit of time. I'm going to do it. As a disciple, one of the things the gift is gift of knowledge and discernment. A couple of the gifts, and obviously compassion. But um, I don't know that there's anybody in here. So I, I'm just I'm going to say this: if you feel in your heart. That you're about out of Christianity. It isn't working for you, or it's it's too hard. I I just I can't do it anymore. I just can't. You know, there was a time in my life I had so much anger that it took me completely out of the church. I was out a year, babe. Probably a year. It, I was. It was a mess. I was a mess. I felt like that sheep. And, I, and, I, and it's like I wanted to get out of that nonsense, but I felt like I was in this loop, and I could. And one day, I just, I just sat down with the Lord, and I said, God, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't. And thank God he was gracious enough to me. He was gracious. Now, I'm not saying I don't deal with anger. People drive crazy driving me crazy. <laughs> but, you know what? From where I was, you can ask my wife anytime, I'm a thousand percent better. And it was, most of it was pretty quick. Once I decided I'm done, I'm done with being this way. It's killing my relationship with my wife. It's killing, I was a rude at work, completely. I was like a mess. And so if One of the things that if you know somebody that's feeling that way, man, don't let them get out of here. Don't let them.